1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Service for all brands of print equipment in your
0: office Yeah, Digitex does that
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A On Oilers Radio, 630
0: Ched. 107 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer. Brendan F. Scott, with you Oilers Now, uh, challenging times out there technically on a couple different fronts. In fact, we're actually going to get Brendan to just provide a bit of an update for you. We'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one. Own and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, Louis Dabrowski in about a minute. Uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta. Jack Michaels in the back half hour. We might have a special guest join us at 1.20 as well. We're getting lots of texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804 7804- Four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for thirty-five years. Lots of text about the Remax fifty-fifty and some challenges people are having in terms of uh, purchasing the tickets. Brendan, if you could just uh, reread that text I sent you just before the show day to provide people a bit of an update. Uh, Yeah, again, this is from uh, Tim Shipton of the Oilers Communication Department. Uh, We are working with our technology service provider Ascend to resolve the issue. Demand is significantly higher than Wednesday's raffle, which was already in unprecedented territory. Yeah, 5.4 million. And I know they've got about a million right now uh, in terms of uh, the total uh, out for the 50-50. And I know there's lots of people frustrated that they can't get in on it right now. Again, my not to pass the buck on this one, but it sounds like it's been a ser- bit of a server issue, and uh, I know that the ALGC and the OPG, uh worked pretty hard to uh, you know maneuver things up the way they could. We say uh, Albertans like to, uh, to take a swing on some things once in a while. We're going to head off uh, momentarily to our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, but we'll tell you Japanese Village open uh, to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations with Alberta steak and uh, seafood cook right at your table. Reservations now available. Go online at gbedmonton.ca. We welcome back to the show. He was kind enough to do a hit with us today because uh, he was on the air yesterday. Uh, Louis
1: DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hi, Louis. How are you doing? Hey, Bob, I'm doing well. Thanks for switching that day for me. I appreciate that. And, yep. uh, yeah, back at it again tonight, a big game for, for Edmonton and Chicago and this one and then after that, Vancouver, Minnesota. So some exciting hockey uh, on this day. All games today in both hubs are elimination games. So we've already seen one elimination, and this will be an interesting day as it goes by. Yeah. Uh, give me your perception on what we've seen out of Edmonton and Chicago for the first three games of the series so far. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, for me, it, it, it's been kind of what we expected. We knew that the Hawks coming in here had a breath of fresh air, a new life, and a new lease. And and they're playing that way. You know, they're playing free. They're playing fast. And I think in game number one, you know, if I look at it, Edmonton was... You know, chasing the game for most of it. They, I think they were maybe on a, a little off guard at how fast and quick the, the Hawks were going to come at them, and the top line for the Hawks was fantastic in that game. They combined for 10 points. In game number two, I thought that was the game Edmonton needed to play. They had to come out. They had to initiate. Obviously, Connor McDavid had a huge game in that one and was the, the one that really drove the pace of the game, and they won that one handily. In the third game, to be honest, I thought they were playing the type of game they wanted to play. You know, they came out, they uh, got down again in the game, but they battled back. They had the lead heading into the third period, and then, you know what? This is playoff hockey. In the third period, the Chicago Blackhawks continued to push, and they, in my opinion, stole one from Edmonton. But that's the name of the game in the playoffs, and. You know, listen, they score a lot of goals from their defense back, end, getting pucks through the traffic, a couple lucky bounces, you can call it that. But, you know, when Edmonton's playing their best game, they're not sitting back. They're pushing the issue. They're driving the pace of the game. And I thought they sat back a little bit too much in that third period in times, and a couple of mistakes cost them. You know,
0: I know that uh, Dave Tippett is trying to get everybody involved here. Connor McDavid, the owners survived that plethora of penalties that they took, Louis. uh, in the uh, first and second period, they, you know, Chicago got one power play goal on a gift five on three, just an absolutely brutal call against Chris Russell. I mean, he didn't even take a scoring opportunity away from the Hawks player when the Oilers were a man down. But Edmonton did a decent job killing penalties. But Connor McDavid had his minutes uh, really reduced in period number two. And I had multiple people text us on the show, and several, <laughs> several former pro players suggest to me. They should have double shifted McDavid in the third period with with the three two lead, just to give Chicago a little
1: bit different look as well. Uh, would you maybe gone to the whip there? Yeah, you know. Listen, I I'm never going to try and jump into the side of Dave Dave Tippett's mind and and right. try and understand what he's thinking through a game, but obviously he understands this is a series too, um, and if you tax yourself in one game, it will it will catch up to you in even a five-game series, but more importantly in a seven-game series, it really will catch up to you. So I think he thought, and and probably what we all thought, was they they had control of the game. This is, a, this is a situation where they're just rolling lines, they weathered the storm with a bunch of penalties against, where they have to be more disciplined, by the way. But uh, I think we're seeing that in a lot of the teams that are playing in these, this tournament in both hubs. The, the penalties have been high. They're, the infractions have been ticky-tack. Call them what you want them. But by now, everybody should have a clear understanding of what they're calling. So if you don't have a stick in your hand, the last thing you want to do is reach out and grab someone because the holding calls for me have been there's been a ton of them the hooking calls the holding calls anything where you take your hand off your stick and grab an opponent it's almost automatically called so this is where the players just have to learn and say okay we have to buckle down and make sure we're being much more disciplined because five on five you know, that's, that's where you can really dig in and get some structure and get some tempo to your game and momentum, consistency. But, uh, but I do think that in the third period, again, I think he just thought, listen, we need to run this out as a group. We need to play everybody and make sure everybody's involved. And... Um, He still played over 20 minutes in the game. Like, listen, he's going to get his ice time. I understand what you're saying. You know, you 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 see an opportunity to really push the issue, but at the same time, I think it's uh, from a coaching perspective, you're just trying to stay in the flow and keep everybody involved so that you can do it as a unit and. Listen, you have to credit the Hawks. They never gave up. I'm sorry. I look at that game and I say, that was a team that didn't go away. They did have some grade-A chances throughout that game that Edmonton was able to defend. And you know what? Eventually, a couple bounces go their way. A high slot deflection by Highmore and one that goes off of Ethan Barron. Now they're saying it went off of Jonathan Taves. I didn't see it go off of Taves, to be honest with you, but Me maybe either. it did. You know, listen, we've I've looked at replays over and over and over again, and my eyes aren't the best, but it was—it certainly went off of Bear, and that's what made it very difficult for Koskinen to make that save. No question about it. So even if it did hit Taves, it doesn't matter because it had already changed major, major direction on the play. It was just a, a fluke play by Bear trying to deflect it to the corner. He puts it in his own net or off of Taves. It doesn't matter. It's it's the product of getting pucks to the net with traffic in front. And Edmonton has had success when they do that as well. They haven't done it enough in this series, and that's where they're going to have to attack Chicago. Yeah the hawks with three goals 11
0: points in the back end edmonton with just four assists i mean that's part of it uh, the order top three players have 20 points mcdavid like newton hopkins and yep. rice settle everton needs uh they need
1: some guys like caffeine and athena here to impact this series don't they? no question this is when you call the depth into order and order and and that's just playoff hockey as well the the big guns for edmonton have been very solid point production throughout this series i mean listen they they've they've, they've they're on the score sheet every game. Um, so now it's who's going to be that unsung hero. What line is going to step up? What guy's going to, to go in there and score a huge goal for their respective team? And and that's what's exciting for me about the playoffs is that there's going to be a hero tonight. And Edmonton's hoping it's somebody in their their room that comes up with a big performance and puts one home. But there's no question they're going to have to find some scoring throughout their depth. And they'll be looking for that tonight in a, in a must-win game four. Um,
0: uh, for Chicago, they have had the emergence
1: of a player in this series. A
0: guy, and you mm-hmm. worked the uh, draft show every year for Sportsnet, and I know you and me talked a lot about this player, uh, Kirby Dock. Uh, he's playing
1: right now more than Jonathan Tays, and he's been one of those secondary guys here that's really stepped up for Chicago, really. He's been a beast. You know, his ice time has gone up throughout the series as well, and I, I think right now um, there's just a lot of confidence in his game, and that's that's the biggest thing for me. When we saw him earlier in the year when he came into Edmonton, obviously a lot of pressure coming here. He had a lot of family and friends. There was a huge contingency of people that were, you know, I, I bumped into all the people from Fort Saskatchewan and the surrounding area that were coming to see Kirby play, and there's just a lot of pressure with that, and I know that that was probably one of those tough games that he had to grind through, but... In this playoff series, we're seeing we're seeing a player really start to develop that confidence where he's really figuring out that he's a big body, he can do things on the ice, and he's been a handful. There's just no, no question about it. When, when you look at especially the way he's matched up against the two best centermen for Edmonton in, in, in Drysdale and McDavid, he's won the five-on-five matchup against them. Um, so, I mean, that to me is very, very impressive. I mean, for a young guy to go out there and be able to weather that, uh, because that had to be a little bit of a concern going into the series for Chicago. There's no question they were they were worried about putting a young sentiment out there against potentially Dreisaitl or McDavid in situations. How is he going to handle it? Well, I think it's safe to say he's handled it pretty well and maybe that's something that Evanton didn't quite foresee going into the series, but I think they're fully aware of it now and I expect Edmonton's best game. I really do. But there's there's no question we're seeing a, a young star in the making in Kirby Dock. He's come in after four months off, and he looks to be a lot better than he was early in the year. Do you go with Koskinen or Mike Smith? Oh, oh that's, that's a good you do. question. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. You know, I... I look at the types of goals that were scored on Koskinen, and I don't blame him for a lot of those goals. I just don't. I just think the scrambles in front, the five-on-three goal, the deflection goal by Highmore, the one that goes off a of bear, when given the opportunity to make the save, he's been making the saves. So I, I, I personally, I think it's very difficult to throw Mike Smith into this situation right now. But if there's ever a guy you can throw into a situation like this, it would be Mike Smith. So I, I guess I'm, I'm talking around in circles. This is a tough decision for me. Um, He's split all year long in back-to-back situations. The team has had success in back-to-back situations. He's talked all along, Dave Tippett, that is, about the fact that he can play either goaltender. Me, personally, I would stick with Koskinen. I would put Koskinen for this one, and if it gets to a Game 5, you would judge it then and say, listen, how is his energy level? If he faces a lot of shots, then you put Mike Smith in there to to win a game for you in Game 5. A situation that he's been in before with the Chicago Blackhawks team in an elimination game, and he's won that game. So I don't think you can go wrong with either guy. I just don't think Koskinen has done anything for me to warrant taking him out once he took the net. But uh, that'll be Dave Tippett's decision, and we'll see what he goes with. Final question, Louie. You were calgary Winnipeg. Did we get ripped off what could have been a great series because of the injuries to the Jets? Well, there's no question that would have been a different series if the injuries hadn't been sustained by the Jets. Uh, they really were playing with a short deck right from the get-go. And not just a short deck. I mean, aces. And, you know, it was, you know, when you take Patrick Line and Mark Shifley out of your lineup, especially Mark Shifley as the number one centerman, I mean, that just changes the whole construction of your four lines. I thought it was a valiant effort by them. They came back and rooted out a big win without those players in their lineup, but it was just too much to overcome. And I have to credit the Flames. When they saw blood, they went after it. They did not mess around. And especially in an elimination game like last night, they came to play, and it was, I believe, their best game of the series. They came out tenacious, aggressive. And when they had to, they shut it down. And uh, really unfortunate for the Winnipeg Jets. I've got to cover them two years in a row, and they've sustained a lot of injuries over the course of this year, but also last year. It's just really too bad. They haven't been able to put that together and and find that stride because I think there's some exciting players on that team that we missed throughout this playoffs. But you know what? That is the playoffs, and give the Flames a lot of credit. They took advantage of it. Louie, you
0: got a double bill tonight. Have fun. All right, Bob Ticker, have a good call today. Yep, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Louis DeBras. We'll take a timeout at 1.20 in Everton.
1: Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Well for the third time today we're going to have to do it because people keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line about the uh, 50-50 draw uh, courtesy of REMAX. Again uh, there are some technical difficulties that are currently occurring with the technology service provider Ascend. Uh, that's who uh, OEG is working with to resolve this issue. Demand is significantly higher than wednesday's raffle which was already unprecedented territory um the orders entertainment group uh and a uh, glc uh, uh, worked uh, uh very hard over the course of the last 48 hours to try to ensure that we didn't have a scenario that we had on wednesday and apparently we do have some technical uh difficulties so for the people that are texting the show we're aware of this and uh you know, it's sort of on the server and not to pass the buck, but those of you that get that, that have worked in various industries, um, we all know how important all those, uh, specialists are in the uh, IT department. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in, uh, Wetaskiwin, cars cost less in Wetaskwin, but outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. Brentridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner. I'll give you an example, uh, from Brentridge, um, I had a a six month uh, deal uh, for my satellite radio. Called Uncle Milt, and uh, he took care of things to make sure that it got extended uh, on my vehicle from Brent Ridge Ford. Again, they are nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of purchase. They'll continue that standard of service after the sale as well. So go out and visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford and lend a hand by calling one 477 3673 or go online at brentridge.com. Again, you can text us at 780 496 0063. That is on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We do have. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, why don't you tell, like. Uh, we we uh, we're getting uh, a lot of texts that are coming in. This this one comes in. Uh, the majority, by the way, are on the 50/50. And uh, again, we've we've addressed it three separate times on the show. I realize there's people that are listening and coming in and out every four or five minutes, which is why we provide updates on the time. By the way, it's 1:25 at Edmonton. Uh, Cowtown Bob says, Bob, great to see Milan Lucic take charge last night. Despite that, I still believe the owners are better off with James Neal. If I was Tippett, I would put Haas between Neal and Chase on. And and place uh, Jujur care on the trade list. Well, we should mention, I mean, Gaetan Haas and Joe Kim Nygaard are both signed for next season on uh, short-term extensions. Uh, they're going to get a bit of a do-over. Uh, I think Haas actually was fine, He, but he's not yet to play in the playoffs. Does he come in today for the injury to Not sure. Patrick Russell has seen some time on left wing. Could theoretically play with Riley Sheen and Zach Cassian. but the Oilers have got to have more support. I mean, really, Keira, Neal, and Chason have kind of become the Edmonton Oilers' um, third line during the Course of this series. <laughs> oh, wow. It's <laughs> just funny on the 50 50. any comments on that? <laughs> uh, well, I, I shut the text line down because there was nothing coming in other than I'm an Albertan who's been blocked. We know you're an Albertan who's been blocked. There's nothing we can really do about it, unfortunately. Well, but thanks for letting us know in that regard. You know, uh, it is game four of a playoff series. By the way, the Nashville Predators continue to outshoot Arizona basically two to one in uh, their games. They're down one nothing after one. Uh, Michael Grabner ripping one past UC Saros. I, I've mentioned Mitch Corn, one of the best cult-tending gurus out there. The Preds have not been the same organization without him. It's 127 in Edmonton. We've got Jack Michaels and Mark Spector coming up at 1.30. I'll tell you that Royal Pizza Pizza passed and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.